Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fignuts Podcast. This is Season 4, Episode 7. If you count all of them over the last four years, that's 157. My name is Craig. My name is Britt. And Britt, we are here for our wide receiver extravaganza wide uh, round table. Wide table? It could be a wide table. It could be a wide table. Exactly. So It's a pandemic. It needs to be a wide table. That's right, folks. Hi. We have special guests. And that Ooh, was Cinch. That Hi, Cinch. I'm Cinch. Hello. <laughs> and over there, we have Sean. We keep him in the corner. Oh, the show killer. Oh, he's show killer. Though, you know, if everybody it's a, loves me. If it's a round table, does it have corners? Hmm. Think about it. No, no cornerbacks <laughs> in this one. Yes, we're back. How is everyone? Is everyone good? Doing okay. Doing okay. Doing okay. Good. Doing great. You know why? Why? Because I have a beer in front of me. So let's start where we always start. <laughs> Sean, what are you drinking? I am drinking a tart ale brewed with uh, cherries, and uh, it's from Firefly Hollow. Wait a minute. You you, you brought you brought Shebins to the round table for running backs, and you brought a tart to this one, and you uh, wonder why why you're the show killer. <laughs> oh come on! It's good, and 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 that that, that, be that one from on, the last <laughs> that one from the the pool party, the baby seal pool party was pretty good. All right, uh, Craig, what are you drinking? Save us! I am drinking something from New Park Brewing. It is a okay. blender brunch. It is their oh. latest uh, Berliner Weiss sour ale. So it is cranberries and tangerines. Another fruity ale. Gee, Cinch, I did have that. Craig was very good. Cinch, I, save us from the fruity ales. I am drinking a fouled up. There we go. Dry hop, generous amounts of citra and mosaic hops, and it doesn't taste like all kinds of fruity crap. No, that's from. Uh, I brought that to you. I brought that to you from somewhere in Waterbury. Yeah. Uh, what is that? Uh, what's the name of that? Brassworks. Brassworks. That was very good. That was very good. I am drinking vitamin water because I'm drinking vitamin water. So, but as Craig said, it's time to talk about wideouts. You guys ready to talk about the wide receivers? Oh yeah, I'm ready. Give me a, a lot of them. Great. Well, we're gonna start with the long list of wide receivers that have opted out for the season. All right, let's. So let's, let's start, start by that. updating the the updated uh, opt out list. So the following guys are not going to play in 2020. So we've got some names that are familiar. We don't have like a groundbreaking name, but we've got some familiar names. So I'm just going to run down the list. We've got Travis Benjamin of the 49ers, Marquise Goodwin of the Eagles, who I'm pretty sure when he was filling out the form hurt his hand. Josh Doxson of the Jets, Damari Scott from the Giants, Marquise Lee, who I didn't even know was on the Patriots, Albert Wilson from the Dolphins, Alan Hearns from the Dolphins, Devin Funches from Green Bay, Geronimo Allison, who became a lion at some point, Stephen Gidry from the Cowboys, and DeAnthony Thomas from the Ravens. So a lot of names there. Um, let me just ask the roundtable right off the top. Do any of these opt-outs, are they fantasy relevant? Is any of these guys you're like, oh, man, I'm upset about blank? Nope. Next nope. man up. <laughs> Next man up. Yeah, there's no major names here. I, I kind of hoped Marquise Goodwin would add somebody to the um, to the, the Eagles in that if he could stay healthy, he might be 
worthwhile. But when when they trade him to the Eagles, I was like, oh great, Eagles just got another you know set up another cot in the injured room because he gets hurt an awful lot. So okay, so we're gonna we're gonna jump right into our uh, there's really I'm looking at the news and notes. I don't see really anything epic that's happened in the wideout rankings in the last couple days. Does anybody have anything burning about wide receiver news that I'm missing? Um, let me see. No. I did a search today. I didn't see a lot of news on the wideouts. The Dolphins, because um, Hearns opted out, the Dolphins signed Chester Rogers from the Colts. Oh, remember him? I don't think that's really going to affect anything drastically. So other than that, I don't think there's been much. Okay. John, well, then Ross, let's... John Ross is on the COVID list. After his son tested positive for COVID nineteen, God mm. damn so he it! Left camp and flew back to LA. Can you say that? I just did. Hey, this podcast <laughs> is marked at as explicit for the last four years. All right, That's so why. people know. <laughs> that is why. Okay, so um, let's let's jump right into the let's jump right into the rankings then tonight. We have a, a ton of news. We had a ton of news on the running back end. Let's talk about um. Let's talk about our, our consensus ranking. So what was interesting this year was that we were either all on the same page or <laughs> we were all on completely different pages. And we were all on the same page for the first five picks here, largely on the same page. We have different orders, and we're going to argue a little bit about that. But our top five, our consensus rankings, we got Michael Thomas at one. All but one of our contributors put him at number one, and we're going to rang on the guy who did not put him at number one. Number two was Devontae Adams. Number three, Julio Jones. Number four was Tyreek Hill. Number five was DeAndre Hopkins. That is where the Kumbaya Fest ends, my friends, <laughs> because number six was Chris Godwin. Number seven, we've got Adam Thielen. Number eight, Mike Evans. Number nine is Kenny Galladay. Number 10, Amari Cooper. We've got Devontae Parker at 11. DJ Moore at 12. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods back-to-back at 13 and 14. A.J. Brown wraps up the top 15. Then we've got D.K. Metcalf, Juju Smith-Schuster. Remember when he was a top five option last year? Yeah, me too. Number 18 is Allen Robinson. 19 is Keenan Allen. 20, Cortland Sutton. 21, Odell Beckham Jr. 22 is Calvin Ridley. We got Christian Kirk at 23rd. We got the Tyler Twins, Boyd and Lockett at 24 and 25. And then rounding out our top rankings, we've got Stefan Diggs at 26. So let's talk about the top five because each of us have something. I'm looking at the rankings. None of us, I'm looking just to make sure, none of us had the top five in the same order. The closest we had was Craig had the top three, one, two, three, and then his four and five are flipped. So let's talk about the top five. So it's Thomas, Adams, Julio, Tyreek, and Hopkins. Cinch. You had Julio Jones. We have him consensus at three. You had him all the way down at five. So you like Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and DeAndre Hopkins better than Julio Jones. Tell me why, even though Julio's still in your top five, why you rank the other four ahead of him. What is there concern about Julio? It's because Julio is afraid of the end zone, and he just won't go there. And that is why. <laughs> That's wow. a fair point. There you have it. That's a fair point. So we're going to also, let's see what Sean's rankings did. Sean actually has Julio at number four, but he has Tyreek Hill at number three. 
So you okay? So that kind of that kind of makes sense. I'm I'm trying to find a point there to talk about. There really isn't one. <laughs> well, how about the only point uh, that uh, I have Hopkins lower than Jones is because Hopkins is with the new team. I mean, you know, he's still great, but the the change maybe that brings him down just a notch under Julio because Julio again, like Cinch said, is afraid of the end zone. So. So that the, there is one person who was high on Julio on this broadcast, and it's me. I have Julio at number one. You've always been high on Julio. I have always been high on Julio. I've been trying to get into rehab for a while, but I am. I have. You know, it, the just if can't I'm, quit you, man. I just can't, don't don't bring up Brank, Brokeback Mountain. That's as <laughs> reserved for show. Frank Gore. That's reserved for Frank Gore, who did not make my running back rankings this year. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, the spoiler alert, he did not make my running back rankings. Cinch is absolutely right. The fear of the end zone is there, but I do think I, – I, I said this last year too, and I was wrong. I think Atlanta's going to be better this year. I do expect Atlanta to improve a great deal. The one guy I had really low in that five that you guys all had higher, Cinch had him at four, but – both Sean and Craig have Devontae Adams at two. I have Devontae Adams at five. I want to hear from Sean and Craig. Why do you think Devontae Adams is the number two receiver in fantasy football this year? Okay, I'll go. I don't mind going. Uh, go well, go. he's he's the only game in town. First of all, um, he's going to get fed that ball a lot. Not to mention Favre has a little bit of a bone Arf. to pick. That far, oh my god! <laughs> wow, we just wow. went back in time like 23 <laughs> years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rogers has a, a bone to pick with them. Well, kind of like how Far had a bone to pick because they picked um, Rogers, but Rogers. yeah, Rogers has a bone to pick. I think he's gonna try to prove that that you know what? All right, you gave me nothing. I'm gonna make something out of it and uh, feed the ball. The problem, the problem with that logic is. It works better with the running back than the wide receiver. Mm. We've seen historically, you know, think about Randy Moss in Minnesota. The moment they realized Randy Moss was the target because Chris Carter was starting to get older and and Moss was going to be the man, they started double teaming and they start taking him away. When you've only got one target and it's not a guy who runs, and Devontae Adams runs a fair few routes, you can take that away with good cornerback play. I worry that Adams is and, – and Rodgers is known for forcing the ball. When, to guys that he likes, you're right. He will force the ball to guys he likes. So if he likes a target like he likes Adams, but Adams also has the injury history. I just – I don't see Adams producing better than either a Julio or a Tyreek this year. I just don't see it. I just I just don't. Anybody else have thoughts on Devontae Adams? Um, same Same thing with Sean. Devontae Adams signed a four-year deal in 2017. So I think he's he knows that, that I know this is going to be the third year, but, you know, those, those contract talks are going to start this year because they never, mm-hmm. let's be honest, folks, they don't start the year the contract expires. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, this is going to be his quote-unquote revenge season to tell the Packers front office to go screw yourself for drafting a quarterback. So I think, yeah, on one side, what Britt said is right. He's going to force the ball to Devontae Adams a lot. But when it works, Devontae Adams is going to have a lot of yards and a lot of catches. So, 
I've seen I've seen Rodgers for way too many years, as I saw far from it way too many years, being a Chicago Bears fan, and it's just uh, they always find a way. You know, he he finds a way to Adams, and Adams finds a way to the ball. So okay. even with good even with good cornerback play, there's he's a better receiver than a lot of those cornerbacks. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. All right, so so our, uh, outside of our top five. Once we get into that second second uh, group of people, I mean, Cinch said it that it's basically, you know, off the air. Cinch said it, it's basically a bunch of guys named Joe, at that point. So where is where is your tier line? Where is the drop off between the guys who are worth drafting and the guys who are just there and because they can catch a ball occasionally? Is it after Hopkins? Because number six is Chris Godwin. Do we think Godwin's going to have a big year? Nah. Uh- <laughs> Frank is down on Godwin, he, so he. Okay, go ahead. No, no, Sorry. go ahead, go ahead. He had such a great year last year, and and you could see regression, but you know, um, I, I just you know, of course, you have a new quarterback and 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 a different style of play, so you could see regression there. Uh, but you know what? You have to go with where where you've seen the production and and kind of go with what your gut feeling is. I mean, is he better than Galladay? I you know I don't know, but you know you can make that argument. Is it? But is there a drop off between? Is is that where you go over your cliff in your Price is Right game? You got mm. Michael Thomas, Devonte Adams, Julio Jones, and Tyreek Hill and Devon, DeAndre Hopkins. We all agree they're top five. Yeah. After That's there. Is that the first cliff? Yes, I think so. You have yes. about yep. you have about another five to seven, maybe, where your next tier is, where you could go there. But that's your first major cliff, you think, in the wide mm-hmm. receivers. Oh yeah. Since what do you think? Is is Hopkins the end of the great the the, the 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 first tier, or the first big tier? Yeah, I think so. I say top five, and then you probably have about a group of about six players there. Mm-hmm. The one thing I wanted to mention about Godwin, please look at targets. His targets the last two seasons Good. have been 95 and 121. That's his mm. targets. That's with the same coach, but now you got a different quarterback. So who likes to spread the ball? Yes, but that the quarterback Brady that likes to spread the ball. That's it. He likes to spread it. So he's not. Jameis Winston was throwing it to you, whether you were there alone or with the other team. He's throwing it, <laughs> right? So that it makes you wonder. Well, will the targets drop? If I... they don't drop, you got to figure he's going to have more passes accurately thrown to him, right? Mm. Well, and that's the thing. So if it's not 121 targets, if it goes down to like 90 targets, but they're higher quality passes, he may catch just as many or more balls. I mean, if he's catching 80 out of 120. And but he's going to catch 85 out of 95 because they are just it's a better passer, a more accurate passer. That that's a trade I'm willing to make. I'll say this about Brady: Brady plays favorites to a certain extent, like Aaron Rodgers does. But Brady's favorites tend to be guys that he perceives to work hard and do their job. Rodgers, I don't know how uh, he picks the people because uh, he likes Alan Lazard for reasons I'll never understand. But if Chris Godwin's going to go out there and bust his butt, then Brady will look for him. I mean, we saw that with his connection with Edelman mm-hmm. the last couple of years pretty clearly, I think. Well, he I'll had nobody right. else. That too. I'll, I'll tell you right now, if he sees that Evans is dropping balls like, you know, Craig always likes to point out, 
you know, Godwin's going to get a lot more targets than he is. I, I, you know what? He's going to trust them more. So, yep. you know, Evans got to, got to catch that ball. If he's going to want to be considered, um, you know, close to Godwin. That's exactly it. That's absolutely it. I mean, it, it if you start dropping passes and you're, you're first off, you're going to hear about it on the mm-hmm. sideline. Brady's got no problem walking up to you and saying, do you want to, do you want to catch the ball today or what? You know, I mean, we've clearly seen that. So I don't, I don't, I agree with that too. Number seven, we've got Adam Thielen. Then we got Mike Evans at eight and Kenny Galladay at nine. Um, I think I think the Godwin Thielen Evans is a, a little shelf off the next cliff. I'm not big on Kenny Galladay. Sean, you rated him really high. Talk to me about <laughs> Kenny Galladay. What 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 what's this uh, faith in Kenny Galladay? Faith in Kenny Galladay. Um, you know what? He has um, his quarterback back. <laughs> There, there, there it is. I mean, you know, he played half a season without him last year, and now he has him back again. I mean, so unless, unless you see, um, unless you see him, you know, injured again, which I guess you get to take into consideration, but he, he can improve again, you know, with, with, and he didn't have a bad season last year without him. So with, with Stafford back for a whole year, I could see him definitely definitely being in that top seven range so okay so cinch kenny galladay on the same tier as thielen and mike evans yeah definitely i think so he uh he put the numbers up that he did last year where he didn't have his quarterback Mm -hmm. Stafford was gone and really if there's one qb that i worry about this season it's matthew stafford because if anyone his personal life his wife has cancer or had cancer. I don't mm. know if he's in remission now. If there's anyone who you could see just saying, look, I've got to, I've got to step out. It would be him. But Galladay put up almost 1200 yards and 11 touchdowns last season. And he did this with a bunch of guys named Joe at quarterback. So mm-hmm. Galladay's got the talent. And if he's got the quarterback, he'll be a top five. Hmm. Well, wow. I think just the way Stafford throws and just going by the volume, if you have Galladay as as your like low tier number one, that's not a. I don't think that's really a bad thing. Okay. Just another thing to throw in there. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, the Lions are going to be firing their coach. It, it's overdue by two years when they hired the guy. Matt Patricia is not good. Mm. So if the Lions are losing every game like I think they will be, they'll be passing that much more, and that's even more reason why you'd want Galladay or uh, Marvin Jones Jr. Can I can I just tell you what my major problem is with Matt Patricia? It's it's very simple. The dude looks like Bluto from Popeye, and he looks like a guy who's going to walk up and go, hey, buddy, that's my stool at the bar, and and kick your ass. And then he steps up to the mic and he's like, the following guys aren't playing this week. And you're like, whoa, what? who's the 14-year-old dubbing his voice? <laughs> it's not even a legit football complaint. I just can't listen to the guy talk because he looks like he should sound like a cross between a biker and Bluto, and he comes across as so much softer. Do you know he's actually – he's a trained, like, rocket scientist? <laughs> he is actually a rocket mm. scientist. He actually is a rocket scientist. Mm. So then you why aren't too, his players faster? Too, too bad that doesn't translate to football. I guess <laughs> yeah. not. <laughs> you know what my problem is with him? He's got a laminated piece of paper with him, and he has a pencil behind his ear. Have you ever tried to write with a pencil on a laminated piece? Ain't of paper? happening. Doesn't really work. <laughs> so maybe Can't do he's it. a rocket scientist. 
he just might not be that bright. <laughs> Get the guy a dry erase marker, will you? <laughs> Something. <laughs> Something. All right, so we're number 10 on our list is Amari Cooper, and this is where we get to have our first real fight because Cinch and Sean both have Amari Cooper inside the top 10. No. Craig and I barely have him inside the top 20. I want to hear from Cinch and Sean because you made a convincing argument from Gall- for Galladay. I want to hear from the two of you, why is Amari Cooper a top 10 wide receiver? Uh, Dak, Dak has something to prove. Um the opportunities there with, I mean, the team isn't bad, you know, I mean, he's going to have the, he's, he's, he's got the talent too. So I don't see how, I mean, I, I see him better than, than Juju. I see him better than Thielen. I see him better than Evans. Evans. I, I, ugh. wow. I think Sean's I, on the payroll. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but I do. I mean, Evans, uh, definitely, you know, Thielen. Hmm. I know he's the number one guy there now, but I don't know. Did, 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 did the Cowboys feed you any other talking points that you want to share before we move on? Or? <laughs> All right, let me try here. Amari yeah. Cooper is going to have a full season in Dallas, so he should be more prepared to do what he did when he got to Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dak and that offense, last season they threw the ball all over the place. So now even though there's a new head coach who is, I don't know, what level of quality you would say, but I think he's a good solid head coach where Garrett couldn't find his car in the parking lot unless it beeped. <laughs> they like throwing it all over the place. They kept their offensive coordinator so they could keep the same offense. So that's why I think Cooper's top 10. I mean, you got a coach going out the door who they literally couldn't fire. He became Milton. <laughs> he did. Office space. <laughs> I mean, it literally came to the point where on a Friday they had to say to him, we are changing the locks. And that's not a joke. They mm-hmm. changed the codes on the doors. And, Britt, that guy's the offensive coordinator for the team that you think is going to win the division. Yes. <laughs> he was a fantastic offensive coordinator. He just never should have been the head coach. He was yeah. really some people, in the offense. Some people just can't go past that coordinator line. Like, head coaching is a completely different job. Cough, Wade Phillips. Exactly. Wade <laughs> Phillips, fantastic defensive mind. You put him in charge of a team, you're going to win five games. It's just, there's just those guys. Matt Patricia. We just talked about him. He, he was never that good of a defensive coordinator. <laughs> you think so? That was my next no. question. My next question is, you would not no. take him back right now? It's, no. As a defensive no, really. coordinator, you wouldn't take he him? He couldn't no? be the guy that gets the coffee for the defensive coaching staff. No. Wow. No. No, wow, no, okay, no, no, that's no. bold words. Bold words. All right, see, I'm not convinced on the Mark Cooper the, thing. The Patriots' defense at the first half of last season where they were all-world was because they didn't have Patricia anymore. He is the most conservative, never wanted to blitz, just play a basic defense. No, 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 no. Well, you can do that when you have an offensive producer like the Patriots did then. <laughs> you know, I mean... Craig, Craig t- tell me, help me out here. Why, why should I not be looking at Amari Cooper? You're, you're a, you're a cowboy truther. You, you're because you told me that Zeke, Zeke is on his way out with the COVID. So why is he, Amari Cooper? He might be, he might be. I just, for me, the Cowboys, they, they just look, at least from the outside, they look really unorganized. They you know they have a new coach. COVID didn't help them. You know, gel as a team at all because with the you know they've had Zoom meetings. You know, I've mentioned the issues with Zeke. 
And I think if they try to, you know, they had contract issues with uh, Dak. So all of that, like, for me, the way I look at it, you have all those issues between players and coaches, and they say they get resolved, like Zeke's contract, Dak's contract, but players don't forget that that happened. That's still in the back of their head, and yeah, they want to win, but now all of a sudden there's a split. You know, it's like, oh, now it's me against them, and I think it just creates a whole whole bunch of holes in the team, and then they're going to try to rely more on Amari Cooper, who... Let's face it, folks. He has a drop issue. I'm not going to read articles from the Dallas Star saying it's been overrated because you can look it up how many drops he's had, and it's a problem. <laughs> and you don't want well, your number one receiver having a drop problem. So, so here's what I, here's what I want to put in there about that because since you made a point about him having more time as a Cowboy, he was traded in 2018. He did have a full season as a Dallas Cowboy last year. Yeah, but now he has more time. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yes, absolutely. That, I mean, that's 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 a simple fact. The more time you have to play with somebody, particularly in a wide receiver quarterback familiarity, the better that's going to get. He only had four games over 100 yards last year. I mean, again, we're talking from a fantasy perspective. I, I look at him as very inconsistent. I mean, in week five, he catches 11 of 14 for 226. Fantastic. He's the major target. The next week, he's targeted twice. Then he's got five targets, seven targets, 14, eight, two. I mean, it's like, I, I don't know who he is. I don't know who he is. He had 119 targets across 16 games. What's the quickie math on that? Let me do that really quick. I will pull up the old calculator. You're the math guy. I, but I'm not because mm-hmm. what did I say? Me, he's got a, you were the math guy. <laughs> 119 divided by 16. Oh, God, my calculator's not oh. working. Oh, no. This is why we don't do it live. <laughs> okay, apparently 119 divided by 16 is zero, so I'm not doing something right here. It's nine. So, there you go. Nine. nine. Seven point four. Seven point four. So he he averaged seven targets a game, but he had one, two, three games where he only had two targets last year. Aren't we worried about the consistency? I have one. Yeah, and what if he? So what if he has nine targets and he drops three of them? Like you know. Well, he caught 79 of 119. I mean, his catch rate is pretty high, but what, what, what do you got, I have, Sean? I have one one caveat with the, all this, is that we're talking about that with, with um, Cooper. You have Mike, we have Mike Evans ranked eighth, and what's his catch rate? I mean... I would like to point out that it's not we. <laughs> oh, I'm it's sorry. Only, he's only that high because other people put him but that high. Like, okay, I did so not. He's in, the, he's in the top ten, and, and yet... Um, I don't know. I, I, I see him as being even worse than Amari Cooper for, well, for catching. Amari, Cooper, Amari Cooper's catch rate is over 66%. Mike Evans is at 55 and change. There you go. So there's no question. Oh, that's career. Well, I'm sorry. Last year was career. 56 and change. Well, there's but my argument for there's, – for... There's no question about that. I'm, and I'm not arguing that Evans should necessarily be ranked over <laughs> Cooper. I'm trying to pull up his okay. game slugs as well because I think – but again, it's very about consistency. Yeah, and for me, it's just I just don't Cooper think Dallas. I don't think Dallas like knows who they are. Like Jerry Jones wants them to be clearly the Super Bowl champions, before he's not the owner anymore. But <laughs> as a team as a whole, they I don't know they they seem lost. Like ever since that Zeke thing happened, where he stayed in Cabo, 
and he gained like 30 pounds and he came out and he was out of shape. Like I want to stay in Cabo and gain 30 pounds. That would be nice. But I don't know. Ever since then, they just, I don't know. They're just not the same. All right. Moving on. Our, our next five, the 11 through 15 is an interesting conversation. We've got Devontae Parker, DJ Moore, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and AJ Brown. Which one of those five guys, Parker, Moore, Cup, Woods, or A.J. Brown, which one of them do you think has the best chance of moving into the top ten? Let's start with uh, Cinch on this one. Um, I would go with Cooper Cup just because I think if he's healthy, he's always been the uh, like the steady third down reception guy. So if he stays healthy, could put together 16 games of that. It might be enough to put him into the top ten. Nice. Craig? Uh, me, this year, I'm a uh, Devontae Parker truther. So oh, for Jesus. me, <laughs> it's going to be – for me, it's going to be Parker because really two of the receivers opted out. Uh, he's the only main target in Miami. And I know we and- brought this up with um, Devontae Adams. But still, no matter who the quarterback is, whether it's Tua or Fitz, he's going to get a lot of throws, a lot of looks. He was six last year as a, excuse me, as the, and stat-wise, as a receiver, fantasy-wise. So I think he just goes up from here. You are such a Fitz magic homer. It's not even funny. <laughs> Did not make a difference what team he plays for. You just have no. this passion for him. Because he's Sean, who, brilliant. He's brilliant until yes. you rely on him. That's it. He's brilliant so. to rely on. Sean, what do you got in that top five? Coop, uh, what do we got? Parker, Moore, Cup, Woods, or Brown? Well, we know I'm not going to say Parker. Um, <laughs> my, mine will be DJ Moore. Explain. Uh, well, I of those five, he was my highest rated. So, I, but I, he caught, you know, he caught 87 uh, receptions. Only had four TDs. I think he can improve on that this year. Um, Parker at I, nine. I just, just saying. Well, you know what? I could see a regression there. But anyway, I could see <laughs> I could see an improvement with with DJ Moore. So I, I would go with Moore. I'm actually looking at AJ Brown. And uh, yes, I, knew... I I knew what, what, wait, what's what's that reaction? I, well, we ha- we all had somebody different. It's awesome. I actually have DJ Moore ranked above AJ Brown in my personal rankings. Okay. But if you're telling me, if you're asking me which one I think is could have the potential, the reason that AJ Brown is lower on my list is because his quarterback is still, oh God, what's his name? Tannehill. Thank you. Who's that guy? <laughs> right? Yeah, Tannehill. Tannehill is. Well, mine's Bridgewater, so you know. <laughs> I, but I mean, but again, t- the same criticism I just leveled on Craig about Devontae Parker and the quarterback being Fitzpatrick that you can only rely on him as long as you don't need to rely on him can absolutely be applied to Ryan Tannehill. I mean, how many years did we hear Ryan Tannehill's going to have his breakout year in Miami and it just never came? Then he goes and he takes Tennessee to the AFC Championship. And and can, can we be honest with ourselves for a moment? The Titans made the AFC Championship this year because of coaching. They were they were better. They were well coached. They they beat the Patriots based almost solely on coaching. You cannot right. tell me that the Titans are better than the Patriots in, in terms of talent. Now? I don't think it was the coaching. I think it's that the the Patriots' offense was stagnant, and Brady just 
that that whole game there was no one to throw it to. There's I mean, that too, but I mean credit, once they had the lead, credit is due. Tennessee beat them, but I, you know what? If he's such a good coach, they had the Chiefs. They what was the score? They were up mm. like three touchdowns. Or two oh, that was touchdowns. Houston. That was no, Houston that took the big us. But I'm saying Tennessee had the lead. They were up. They were up by like ten at one point early in the game. No, it's early in the game and it's only a two possession. But I, I think you're giving too much credit. I think he's a good, solid, up and coming coach. But I just think you gave too much credit to him. Okay, but to, to be fair, the 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 score at halftime in that game was Chiefs twenty one, Titans seventeen. The Titans did lead at the end of the first quarter, ten to seven. I mean, they may have been up as far as seventeen seven, but you know they were they were trailing by halftime. So I'm I just remembering. Well, you you may be remembering the fact that Houston went up like three touchdowns on us in the first that first game of the playoff run, and yeah. then you know Bill O'Brien decided he was he was the genius of the universe, and <laughs> they ended up losing that game. But um, yeah, so uh, where were we? Where, where am I? I need to sit Ryan down. Tannehill. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill. Okay, so yeah, so AJ Brown. If age, if Ryan Tannehill can remember that he's not Ryan Tannehill, and the Titans are going to be, because I, I, that division. Who else is in that division? Was that the AFC South? That's the Colts, the Titans, the Texans. Um, mm, good division. Who's the fourth team in that division? Somebody else there. <laughs> There's some, there's Joey bag of donuts is down there or somebody. We don't know. But I mean, if the Texans, if the Texans, if Bill O'Brien is the genius, he thinks he is, then yeah, they're going to be, it's they're the going to be, it's, just so you know. it's the Jags. We're talking about, the we're talking about playoff contention, right? So the Jags can stay out of the conversation. Um, you know, Man, I, I, weren't I, they I, in the playoffs like two years ago? Sure. So was I, but that's besides the point. Championship game. That's right. But who was the quarterback? <laughs> Some guy who is out of work right now. It is a sick guy. says that. Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. <laughs> the answer to the question is Blake Bortles. Who's the on the Rams now. <laughs> is Blake Bortles. I think his contract expired. I don't think they resigned oh, him. He's out there. He's you want Oh, him? sad. If you pay him, you could have him co-host. All we right. Might honest, we might honestly actually have the Blake Bortles Memorial Studio <laughs> because he might be out of foot. He'd be the first one we named a studio out of after that actually dropped out of football after we named the studio out after him. That would be so sad. He, by God, Frank Gore outlasted Blake Bortles. Stop and think about that for a half a heartbeat. Tom and Brady outlasted him. Moving on, because we got to get to quick hits. Get the quick hits. Believe it or not, the time is flying on us. Okay, quick hits. You guys know how this works. I give you a I give you a quick question. These, a lot of these are either or. You give me a thirty a yes no or whatever the proper response is, and thirty seconds of explanation. The first one, Godwin or Evans, Sean Main. Uh, you know, time Godwin. I'm going with Godwin. Godwin, <laughs> because more reliable, and I think that's going to make a big difference with Brady. Okay, Sitch. I, Godwin. Or I Evans? take Evans because Evans reminds me of Moss. Moss was much better, but he reminds me of Moss. And I've already seen Moss work with Brady. So I pick Evans. That's interesting. I like that perspective. Craig? I'm not drafting anyone from the Bucks. <laughs> or the Browns. So, so, so I hear Godwin, Evans, and Fitzmagic as the answers across the board. I'm, I'm not really very big on either of them, but if i got to pick one, it's going to be Godwin. Same vein, Cooper Cup 
or Robert Woods, cinch? I already said Cup. I think if Cup is healthy, he'll have the better season. But do you think Cup will stay healthy? Because you well, actually yeah. ranked Woods I, above Cup. Yeah, but I mean, Woods and Cup have been the same numbers for the last couple of seasons when they both play. So flip a coin. Okay. Craig. Um, I've always, or you too, we've always been big Bob Woods fans. I'm going to stick with Robert Woods only because of the concussion history with Cup. Cup gets hit the wrong way in one game and his career might be over. So and it's MXC. It's the MXC crunching sound. <laughs> yep. So I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Woods as well. I'm gonna go Woods. Sean, did I ask you uh, this already? No, you haven't. Okay, go ahead. I, I think I'm going with uh, Cup and a PPR. I think uh, he's. Uh, is he more the the short yardage guy? I don't know. I think, um, but I think Woods is more the home run hitter. So I'm gonna go with Cup in a PPR just because um, I think he's gonna have more more of those uh, targets and more catches. Hey, along the line of those either-ors on the same team, Lockett or Metcalf in Seattle? Mm. Let's start with Craig. Uh, uh, you know, almost kind of like this. Uh, that's a hard one. My first kind of sensing is Metcalf. Metcalf, Sean. <laughs> Again, that's a hard one, too. Uh, I think it's a lot closer than, than the Cup Woods one. I think I like Metcalf's upside more than Lockett. We know what Lockett is. Uh, he's more reliable in a maybe in a PPR. He's going to get the, those more catches, but I I just think I like the upside of Metcalf better. I might go Metcalf, and with that, I'm going to open him up my other beer. Okay, we're going to go back to you and find out what that beer is after we hear from Cinch. I take Lockett. Or Lockett. I know what Lockett is. Metcalf had the one season. He was mm. up and down. Now he's going to hit that sophomore jinx where he thinks he's better than he is. <laughs> Come see him in season three in 2021. I would take Metcalf. See, I I kind of I'm exactly where you are there. I like DK Metcalf. I like him a lot. I think he's got a lot of great potential. I worry that the hype train is going to carry him way up in the drafts that I'll be a part of. And I won't see a couple more than one or two shares of him. We do have him in the Scott Fishbowl. Um, so you know, at least we have that one share. But we had this exact conversation. Lockett or Metcalf during the Scott Fishbowl draft because I wasn't sure where to go with it, and I, I brought in you guys on it. Before we go any further with quick hits, Sean, what are you drinking? Please don't let it be I am drinking New Park Brewing Headband. Okay, that's not fruity. That's, that's a, a nice one. IPA. Yes, I, just I almost ordered a it. case of that. It is very good. I See, I almost ordered a whole case of that this week, too. He did. Uh, he did. I, that was the one that Craig and I were going to get a case of, but Craig was like, I can't put another half a case of beer in my fridge. And I'm like, oh, I, I don't blame you. But all right, back to quick hits. Along the lane, uh, we're going to switch here. Two guys, we ranked them right next to each other, and they're both named Tyler. Tyler Boyd and Tyler Lockett. Pick one. Let's start with – well, let's start with me because I haven't started one yet. I'm going to go Tyler Boyd. I love I love what Tyler Lockett is. I think he's got great upside, but I just – I think that Boyd is on the verge of doing something special. So that's where I'm going to go with that. Sean, Tyler Boyd or Tyler Lockett? This I'm going to go with Lockett I because we know – what his um, you know history is with Russell Wilson, we know what's going to happen there uh, with you know um, 
Burrow in in Cincinnati. I'm not sure what Boyd's gonna be. Is he gonna be the go-to guy now, or you know, is is AJ Green gonna be healthy and 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 reclaim the the number one throne there? I don't know. Cinch, I take Lockett again. Anytime we are talking about a Bengal, other than Mixon, and even with Mixon, the way I look at it, until they show me that they can score touchdowns. I just can't trust it. I, I mean, he's a he's a solid NFL receiver, and I'm not knocking him. But I, I have a better idea of what Lockett's going to do if they ever let Russell Wilson just throw the ball. I mean, mm. it, it's frustrating if you ever watch them. All they do is run, but I take Except Lockett. Except for that Super Bowl they lost, and they threw the ball. <laughs> and they should have. No. The and one time. Arrived. Since the one time. All they will do is run the ball. <laughs> Craig, Lockett or Boyd? Uh, clearly it's Boyd. Also, you should definitely pay clearly. attention to college football because I'll tell you this about Boyd. The last two seasons, he's had over 1,000 yards, and that was with Andy Dalton and Ryan Finley. And Tyler Boyd is a slot receiver. And you know what? Justin Jefferson, the number one receiver in LSU, is also a slot receiver, and he had over 1,500 yards. So clearly Burrow enjoys using the slot receiver. He's used to it. But Tyler Boyd's experienced. It'll be a great combination. That is some in-depth uh, analysis right there. I like that. Yeah. All right, couple more. Keenan Allen called out the league, specifically naming individuals on Twitter, <laughs> including Tyreek Hill, saying that he was better than them. Yes or no and why? Is Keenan Allen the best wide receiver in the AFC West? Let's start with Cinch. No, he isn't because of Tyreek Hill. Okay. <laughs> He might be the second best. Keenan Allen is very good. If he had a different quarterback, he might be even better. But he's going with a rookie or Tyrod. I can't start over Baker Mayfield Taylor. So, I mean, he's got no quarterback. Fair enough. Craig. Uh, yeah, so unlike, <clears throat> unlike receivers or running backs, rather, Receivers are very dependent on the quarterback, and I just don't know what that situation is in San Diego, really, compared to the Chiefs. So, yeah, it's Hill. Sean? Um, yeah, I mean, it's clearly Hill. Um, you know, sometimes sometimes receivers that are possession receivers can can work with a not-so-great quarterback, but but clearly here it's, it's Hill and Keenan Allen. I like you, but... Yeah, no, no, it's Hill. <laughs> Keenan Allen is out of his goddamn mind. Mm -hmm. There is no way he is a better wide receiver than Tyreek Hill. Well, hold on, hold on, though. I mean, this isn't like, you know, pick your mediocre receiver. This is a really good receiver. Oh, no, I want him as a, as a, as a you know, my, my third receiver. I don't. Third. Saying, Keenan Allen is very good. For him to say that. Maybe I, second. I would. I want him to say that, but he's not better. But I want he. We're not talking about some also ran receiver. No, no, definitely. I, I would take him as my third. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say something bold that I don't know that I can. I don't know that I can cash the check I'm about to write with my mouth. <laughs> this is this is how bold this statement is. I think Jerry Judy has more fantasy points than Keenan Allen this year. Ooh. Wow. Oof. I think Jerry Judy has more fantasy points. I, I think, I think he's not even the number two wide receiver in the AFC West. Keenan Allen. I don't. Wow. Yeah. I don't. 
We'll check the tape on that, and if I'm wrong on it, I'll have to eat my words. Keen <laughs> Allen can make me eat my words. I, if it was Judy's second year, I would agree with that. But rookie, COVID, no camp, no. That's all. Season. That's all fair. That's all fair. That brings me to the last point, which is about rookie wide receivers. Everyone's talking about C.D. Lamb and Jerry Judy, but there's a couple of guys behind him. Henry Ruggs, T. Higgins, Justin Jefferson was mentioned. Who is the one rookie wide receiver that if you get a shot late in a draft, you want on your team, starting with Craig? T. Higgins, we know. <clears throat> no, it's not <laughs> T. Higgins. <laughs> uh, for me, it's going to be Denzel Mims. Because I think okay. the Jets have a lot of potential on their offense, and, I, and he is going to be a very big part of it, uh, especially since the Jets up their offensive line. And long as Sam Darnold could stop kissing everyone and, you know, not get sick, uh, I think the Jets have a really good receiving core around them. Sean. Oh, my God. Craig's so, insane. Yeah. So you, said, so you said not Jerry Judy? I don't, no, you can choose Jerry Judy if you want. Hey. I'm just saying that those are the two that are getting the most press, but there's a pretty good wide after, receiver core here. After those two, which I think would be the top two, um, you got to go. I think I, I like Justin Jefferson's situation. I mean, they got rid of Diggs. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's the guy there other than, than Thielen, so he's going to have the opportunity. Sausage. Henry Ruggs, he's the guy. Hmm. Interesting. And that's okay. That, that's interesting. Um, it, what's very interesting to me is we're all picking different people here because mine is Michael Pittman Jr. Wow. I think, I think Indy is poised to take a step forward. I know the quarterback whole the whole quarterback thing is a mess there, but I, I think bringing in the veteran is a good step. And I think Frank Reich might be the second coming of Andy Reed. And we just haven't seen it yet in terms of offensive um, witchcraftery, for lack of a better better <laughs> word. I, I think I think that Indy's going to take a big step forward this year, and I think that Michael Pittman might actually be the best of the bunch in that list. And again, that's a very talented core. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll keep, I'll keep my eye on it, but, you know, round 9 or 10, I'm looking backups, and Michael Pittman's sitting there, and I see a lot of guys with question marks ahead of him. I wouldn't hesitate. Mm-hmm. So... All right, we got real quick. Do we have any uh, questions from the contributors today? Um, I, I have a, I have a, a statement for the for the people listening. It's, a, it's, it's you know you want your your top guy, you know that's fine, you know, but don't overgo with these with the wide receivers. Um, there's so much value, so much value later on that 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 you can wait. You know, get get your your your, your top contributors at, at uh, running back, uh, especially maybe tight end even. But once you get to that, after that, maybe number two receiver, you can wait. I mean, even after the number one, you could probably wait if you have that one guy. You know, just just wait on that value for 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 uh, later on in the draft. I wish you had saved that for your final thought, because that's an exceptional oh, thought. I'm sorry. It is. I- yeah, I hope you have something good to follow that up with for your final <laughs> thought. You kind of set the bar final high thought. now. Okay. I'm Sean, sorry, the question, Sean, don't question. say anything. Marquise that is Brown. your final thought. Huh? Do you have a question? I said don't uh, say Marquise anything. Brown. That's your final thought. There's been, yeah. But Marquise Brown, there's, there's um, yeah, been a big him. jump with him recently from what I've seen. Uh, do you think he's going to he's gonna be able to to make that next jump and, and be a number two? 
two. Uh, I mean, I, I, he's back in number three right now, but can he make that jump? Easy answer is no, Cinch. No? Okay. I say yes. I say Ooh. it's the second year in an offense, an offense last season that ran it more than any other team in NFL history. So what's everybody going to do when you play the Ravens this year? You've got to stop the run. So if you stop the run, that's going to open up single coverage for him on the outside. So if he stays healthy, he could excel. Craig. Craig, for me, why do I keep saying my name? It's so weird. Anyway, my question to you guys is, who do you think is the most undervalued receiver? Fantasy. Undervalued, okay. I say Juju Smith-Schuster. Last season, he had no quarterback. It it was a mix-up of three different guys. After Ben got hurt, the other two guys were were terrible. And now he's got his quarterback back. He was a veteran last season that once the, the quarterback was gone and he had little injury, they said, just take your time. Don't rush back. So I think this season, I'm putting a lot on Ben being healthy, but he's not that old. I, I think Juju's going to have a big season this year. Sean? <laughs> mine's going to... I know, I know. Yeah, mine's going to be... Um, Alan Robinson. Alan Robinson. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> what? We have him at, at, what, 18? Cinch was right. You should have stopped with your final thought. <laughs> oh, my God. Alan Robinson is going to... Is, is, a, is a good talent. Um, you know, and and... I know the quarterback situation in Chicago is bad, but uh, PPR, Al Robinson, you are going, you are going to have the opportunity to draft him at value. Do it. What do you? I mean, if you if you have him there at value, I think you should do it. For me, it's Calvin Ridley. I think Atlanta oh, is going to take a step forward. I think Calvin Ridley. There are two groups of people. There are people who think Calvin Ridley is a top five sneaky pick and there are people who think he's going to be like wide receiver number 30 there's very few people in that middle camp and i just need to be sitting in a draft full of people that are sitting there going i don't trust matt ryan and wait until the ninth round and snatch him up and then laugh all the way to the championship so we are we're just about out of time guys um do we have uh anything for final thoughts who wants to go first final thoughts i'll do it go for it cinch what do you got for us my final thought was listening to Craig talk before when he praised Burrow. Joe Burrow, before last season, was looked at as a second-round pick. So I'm just wondering if the Bengals didn't have the first pick, they had the second pick, and a team like the Dolphins took Burrow. Would you be as high on him as you are with him now being your quarterback on the Bengals? So if they took Burrow with a second pick, or even if they took no, someone... No, if, if Burrow was a Dolphin. If, if Burrow was a Dolphin? Yeah, yes. no, there is no there is no denying his his talent. He, I would, he had a great out of all season. The, out of the top three quarterbacks in the draft, I would have been happy with any of them. I just think Burrow, given his background, given he's from Ohio, he grew up a Bengals fan, I just feel like it's a perfect fit. Okay. All right, so Craig, what do you got for your final thought? My final thought is uh, kind of what uh, Sean mentioned before, what should have been his final thought, but I, you know, I do agree. Is <laughs> <laughs> after it those, was well done. <laughs> it was after those first five guys. You know, don't go crazy if you don't get a receiver. You know, 
in the second round or third round or whatever because there's so much depth and value a receiver this year that's definitely not something you should really stress about with how many other how many guys are out there all right sean um well you apparently i already said my final thought but you know <laughs> i'm giving you a shot in a second what do you it, it was a great thought i'm just like oh my god why isn't he saving this to close with it's so good it is it was it was and i just couldn't wait to say it but you know, again, those those later value rounds are is just um, you know you can get number twos on every team later on that 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 would be you know a flex option if you're starting three even if you're starting three wide receivers you know you can get those those um, those good uh, flex options later on in the draft you know Christian Kirk. Um, you know, uh, Harry, uh, Samuel, T.Y. Hilton, uh, Fuller, maybe even, you know, I mean, who knows down there? Um, yeah. So that's my that's, final thought is just just wait on that value. I, that's and that's I'm going to kind of bridge that my final thought between what both Craig and Sean said. We're talking about the depth of wide receiver. I don't know that I've ever and I think I've said I said this last year, too, and I have to eat my words from last year because I'm going to say it again now. I don't think I've ever seen depth at wide receiver like I've seen this year. The, the depth is just, it is amazing at wide out. I have done four drafts now this year, and every time I have gone running back heavy and, and stayed within value, I haven't reached for running backs too much. Yeah, don't but, don't reach to, to, to wait for that value. If you have a, a wide receiver that's worth that pick, take them. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I but... I've I've gone running back strong and heavy early, and at no point have I looked at the wide receivers in front of me and said, "Oh man, I should have gone wide receiver earlier instead of that extra running back," because the depth has always been there. If anything, the problem has been a ridiculous wealth of riches. Where, like I said, in the Scott Fishbowl, we were looking at Lockett or Metcalf. They were both sitting there. I think it was like round eight. And they're both sitting there in a 12-team draft. And I'm like, I don't know what to do because they're both really good options. And that's a good problem to have. When you're sitting there saying to yourself, okay, we're only one pick away and there's two guys on the board and I'm happy with either. That's a good problem to have. And that's the situation with wide receivers this year. So just something to keep in mind. Give us a review wherever you listen to us. Apple, on iHeart, on Player FM, on Stitcher. Please reach out to us via uh, email at fignutsdfs at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook at the Football Fignuts Podcast on Facebook. And you can reach out to us on Twitter. I hate Twitter. At fignutsdfs on Twitter. We will be off for the the next week, but we will be back the week of, I'm pulling up my calendar, the last week of August. Uh, probably an episode releasing on checking my dates. The 27th, we'll be off to the 27th, but we'll be back with one more round table for tight ends, kickers and defenses. And then folks, believe it or not, that is, we are just a week away from Labor Day weekend. We are right into the middle of draft season. So we will, we will be sure it'll be go time at that point. Um, we'll try to get back in the first week of September before a lot of drafts happen. But if your drafts happen at the end of August, we'll get that information out for you. So, uh, again, leave us a review. Thank you so much to our guests for joining us, Cinch and Sean. Amazing as always. Thank you so much. Thank you. Again, thank you for having us. 
Absolutely. Always love to have you guys on. So until next week, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Have a great week, everybody. Hi, Deb. Hi, <laughs> Deb.